hello, hello everyone and welcome to Injected Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hi. Hi everyone. <laughs> Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and also use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and chat with us. Yes, come and chat with us. Yeah, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I can share my good news now, actually. So I've got a new okay. job. And Woo! yeah, you know, we love to hear it. We I'm, love it. I'm just like, uh, you know, when you just feel so proud of yourself, like I feel really proud of myself this oh, year. Good. I'm doing so many things well that done. I wanted to do. So yeah, I'm very happy. Um, well done. Well done. But yeah, I'm happy for you. Thank you. So I've got a new job um, and I went to the Tate to see the um, exhibition, the Caribbean one, what is it called? Life Between Islands, um, before it runs out. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It is amazing. I just, I think one thing that with me in exhibitions, I can't interpret stuff myself very well. I don't Mm -hmm. have the mind to interpret things myself very well. So when, when, when I read the descriptions in art galleries and museums and stuff, they're very, um, like vague yeah fluffy yeah they're very fluffy and I'm like I don't see that like I really don't see that because most artists are full of bullshit that's why yeah exactly like (laughs) when when we went to the YSL museum in Paris that was clear it was like I made this because of this and I'm like yeah I get it yeah but in the in this one that's like design that's like fashion design as well I feel like there's I think that's a differentiation but when Mm -hmm. when it comes to fine arts and stuff like that Mm like it can be interpreted anyhow and yeah they the artists will tell you that they're doing something and you're just like yeah what sorry what <laughs> literally <laughs> it was like, so oh, ambiguous okay if you say yeah if you say so yeah but yeah and i was my friend and we were reading stuff and we were like really is that is that what that really meant but um it was good and there was so much pretty art i, I think i prefer photography to what did you think of this one Ooh, i really was, enjoyed this one that was like one of the first ones wasn't it yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Who's that by? Do you know? Yes, it was um, Aubrey Williams, Guyanese artist. Yeah, I saw there was quite a lot of Guyanese artists, wasn't there? Um, I noticed. Yeah, there in was the first a few. section. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and me, my friend, his dad has a members card. So we used the members card to go into the area where you can have like a drink and stuff and chill. And we went. Oh, that's good. We went up there. And we had like a glass of wine and we also got like a bottle of water and we were just sitting chatting. And I, I must have been talking really loud. I don't I don't think I'm allowed to talk about maybe I was because some woman like mm-hmm. most of the people in there were white, obviously, because, you know, they can afford their memberships for Tate. And I was I must have been chatting really loud. And my accent it obviously stood out to some woman. She turned around and stared at me and she, she turned around, <laughs> and stared at me for like probably about six seconds and then turn back around I was like what oh, the wow. fuck yeah like <laughs> but I just carried on talking loud because I was like honestly don't give a shit like this exhibition is about my people so you can fuck off if you're, if you're gonna try and intimidate me with your face like I, I really don't know what you're trying to do intimidate me with your face that's funny <laughs> but yeah I was just like who who is this woman like turn around mind your business <laughs> but yeah it, uh, I had a oh good time gosh. though. Why is someone slacking me right now? <laughs> how, how has your <laughs> week been and week, week, weekend? So, yeah, I just remembered what I wanted to update people on. Um, 
yeah I've so it's been all right I wanted to kind of focus on actually just like being with myself this weekend I feel like I've been trying to distract myself and just all the time just like I've been doing a lot of socializing yeah basically so like this week I've just been trying to just feel like just remind myself that I'm an introvert and I just like just enjoying spending time with myself a bit yeah and then so basically I um yeah so basically like I feel like I've been a bit addicted to my phone Mm. And I feel like whenever I get a notification up, I'm, I'm always so quick to respond. I'm always so quick to look at my phone. And I feel like I'm constantly just looking, looking, hoping that things come up. And I just feel like, mm, actually, I, I don't want to just be mm. constantly looking at my phone. I want to look at my phone when I want to, not because I've got a notification on WhatsApp or Instagram and stuff. So I just, I've actually just disabled the notifications on WhatsApp at the moment. Mm. Um, I, and to be honest, I'm not any less like, any less reachable. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> like, I'm always on my phone anyway. Mm. Like, well, I'm on my phone a lot. Yeah. Like considering I don't really get that many messages. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally the only people who messages me is me. Diana and like, <laughs> And my and my mom, my mom, and my sister in the group chat. That yeah. is it. Like those are the only people who message me. And um, but yeah, I just feel like I don't want to be like kind of called to by notifications all the time. And and I know that that is actually what's what gets you addicted to your phone. Like mm. every time you get an, a notification goes off on your phone, or say you get a like on Instagram, you get endorphins from that, and mm. it, that's what makes you addicted to your phone because you're you're waiting for that notification, you're waiting for that ping to to see mm. like oh who has messaged you and stuff like that. And it isn't and you know yeah. it is an addiction it's true and like it's and it's real science it's it's a real thing go watch coded bias it like <laughs> talks about it on there actually was it coded bias what was it there was another one about ui and they spoke about from people they spoke to people from google yeah and they were talking about that. gmail i don't think it's coded bias i think it's a different one i think it was mm. it was something about just like kind of it was called something about um about like how bad yeah. how bad like kind yeah. of um social media is or something it was called something like that yeah something to do um, with it. social media was in the title i think like yeah yeah, yeah. i can't, I yeah, can't it was some, it was something social media something about social media something bad about social media it, that that was kind of yeah social media was in the title but yeah and they spoke and people from google spoke from there and about how like how gmail is made to be addictive and stuff like that mm. and um yeah so just kind of keeping that in mind i just thought actually like i want to try and just be less addicted to my phone so i i turned off i've turned off the notifications on whatsapp mm. i feel like it's whatsapp at the moment that is draining me yeah, um, yeah. And I, as well, I I kind of went on Instagram, turned those notifications off for eight hours. Like, I already don't get mm. likes. I already don't get notifications yeah, for likes same. and stuff because because I've deactivated my in- deactivated my Instagram once. But I'm trying to just like mm. kind of just get or even message notifications. I don't want to be called to looking at my phone all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Because I think when when we text, I think because we're, we're messaging each other like tea quite a lot and like what's going yeah. on, I definitely get endorphins because I'm like, oh my God, what's, what's Alex got for me today? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm like, like what this? juicy topic are yeah. we talking about? And what are we, dis- like literally me and Diana, our WhatsApp chat yeah, is like, <laughs> we could fill out so many hours of podcast episodes for yeah. you seriously With like five the way we talk and, 
like literally seriously and this is this is why I even suggested to Diana no we should have a podcast because like when we started talking like it was just like we were doing this this little kind of little show snippet thing a mm. discussion channel on the weird app that is called Bego and um and like after we did our first one and then we were discussing it afterwards talking about the men who really tried to deal the conversation and yeah. everything I was just like no what I feel like we should just have a podcast because what we want to say and how we think about things and how we want to talk on things I'm sorry it's wasted on these people mm. and, it was it and, was and that is where like the conception of us starting this podcast even came from and it was basically from how we were whatsapping each other mm. and just you know the super extremely long voice notes and as well a, re- a very long list of topics that Deanna just randomly put together. And I was like, I'm sorry, these people can't handle these subjects. Let's do a podcast where people can actually understand like, or who want to listen to this kind yeah. of discussion properly will listen to it. And you um, know what? Men were just turning up because we were cute and they were like, turning up. They were. They weren't listening. They were. They were just well, looking. They were turning up because Deanna was cute. I feel no. like there's a bit of colorism on that side. No. Mm. You also had with your that, With that show. You had Carolism- your uh, I, <laughs> you had your fans. <laughs> I had I had two fans. Uh, no, mm. one one of them disappeared. I had one fan, like one stalker. Yeah. Yeah, I had a stalker. One guy who was obsessed. I gave yeah. my Snapchat Deanna, to him. Deanna had a stalker. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. After they warned you, I don't even use <laughs> Snapchat. I thought oh, it'd be fine. Okay. And then it was like every day, like oh, so when when can I take you to? I think it was TGI. No, that was you. You were getting taken to that TGI. That was me. I, uh, I was getting taken to TGI's and bought a dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to buy me a dress and take me to TGI. Oh, these people were. Oh gosh. I didn't have it. the heart to take the dress from him though. Like this, mm. this guy had a whole child to be paying for. Like, fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake! My guy, I don't know if he had a child. He probably had. He probably had a few children. I have a feeling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so like literally, like, um, yeah, I just feel like I've been addicted to WhatsApp. And you know, when it's just like, oh, you're just hoping that someone's going to message you. And it's just like, yeah, mm, yeah. I don't I don't like that. So I thought, mm. let me just turn off my notification so I'm not called to my phone. Um, and I also, I binge watched Bridgerton. I won't spoil I won't it. give you any spoilers. Yeah, I binge watched oh. it all. You know, I, um, I'm not going to have time to watch that and this event in Anna that you want me to watch. <laughs> like within the, um, next, the next, whenever. I, I don't know it's a lot uh, okay I don't know To d- if I was to choose out of the two mm. I don't know because I feel like Bridgerton when I was watching Bridgerton I was like oh um, I was like oh shit I forgot why I liked this program the first time around yeah, yeah. and it was just like it was just nice easy watching very sexually frustrating and <laughs> but yeah like and then inventing Anna is very is very gripping very interesting mm. it gets it starts to get a bit like oh, long in the middle but it's still interesting to kind of get to the end and it's just like the whole thing is mad yeah it depends yeah. what type of watching you want if you want kind of chilled sexually frustrating watching Bridgerton I don't need that um, I really don't need that right now <laughs> Oh gosh, like Bridgerton. So this is the thing as well. Bridgerton right now. Why? Like, okay, look, 
I'm a cynic, yes, and I like I like it. I like being cynical. I like not being a romantic. Mm. And Bridgerton is just making me want everything romance, and <laughs> I hate it for I hate that for it. And I'm sorry, those women. Okay, so the two main girls this mm. season. Um, so it's the Indian girl from Sex. Ed- Actually, I don't know if she's Indian or not. Um, mm. Southeast Asian girl from Sex Education. Yeah. Um, yeah and then she's and then like then it's her younger sister who Aww. also is southeast asian girl and oh my gosh these two girls are stunning and when i tell mm. you their teas are sitting oh <laughs> their breasts oh gosh their breasts just look so nice <laughs> like, i can't help it like i'm just like oh my gosh their breasts are so nice why are their faces so nice why do they look and then their eyes are so big and i'm like why do they look like that and their hair is so beautiful and i'm just like no just, i'm in love with these women <laughs> i'm in love with them i can't even help it but yeah, Bridgerton, very sexually frustrating. Mm. <laughs> there wasn't enough sex scenes for me. I'm sorry, am I spoiling it? Is this are these spoilers? No, no. You're just you're giving me insight into into what yeah. What I, the ice cream van is here again. Let me close my window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah, sexually frustrating. Not enough sex scenes for me. I'm sorry. Like I I wanted to see cheeks clapping and I didn't get enough of it. Mm. <laughs> um, especially with how fucking stunning those women. Oh gosh. <laughs> what about the men? How stunning those women are. There's no The men, ugh, I don't I don't even care for the men. Like, I'm sorry, the women mm. were making the men look better. Like mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even care for the men. Those women, oh like, and this just shows, like, give us more like people in colour, people of colour main characters please just like this is what we needed because they're so just fucking beautiful even like mm. in the first Bridgerton what's his name Reggie um, yeah Rene Reggie Rene I think I don't, I don't know yeah Rene oh like he Stunning. he was he was the glue that was yeah. keeping us all watching we he, just wanted to see his cheeks clapping like <laughs> <laughs> we loved it like, but you know people liked him as well because he was I think he was a bit to- he was toxic weren't he he was a bit of a player yes. like or was he a player he was toxic I can't remember what happened he was he was a bit of a player basically um, oh, guys we have an episode on on Bridgerton our first episode if everything. you want to go check that out <laughs> um, but basically in the first Bridgerton what I remember was him being like he he wanted to, but he didn't want to be getting settled down because he had all this trauma from his yeah, dad dying or whatever. And there, but then he was very attracted to the diamond of the season, mm. which was what was her name, Daphne, Daphne, yeah. Daphne Bridgerton, and because they just had so much sexual energy. And they ended up kissing in the gardens. Oh my gosh, mm. he took her honor. So it was either he dies <laughs> or he marries her. You know, it's like, how dare you like defile a Bridgerton? Yeah. How dare you? You need to now marry her. <laughs> and that was it. And I just feel like, I feel like I quite like this energy. Like if you defile mm. me, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Why aren't, why aren't men like that a little bit more? You know? Yes, if you defile me, marry me. But I don't know, like, the this, this sexual pent-up energy. Gosh, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I, I could wait until marriage. I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could. 
nah. <laughs> nah. They give me that sexual tension any day. Yes. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But so basically, Bridgerton, sexually frustrating. Um, the titties are just sitting nicely <laughs> all the way through. Makeup is just glowing uh, all the way through. Um, and the casting, I love it. I love it. I do. But I do want to see a black female um, lead next season. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I good. know what next season is going to focus on. Oh, that. No, I'm not going to talk on it because I don't want to. Sp- <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. But I would like to see a black female lead next mm-hmm. season. Um, however, I feel like I know what. Actually, I feel like there still could be space for a black female lead, but um, I kind of have an idea of what the next season is going to be focused on. And I feel like next season is going to be interesting. I, I, I mm. To be honest, from watching this season, I think I feel like I would like to read the books. Mm. I didn't even because know I just feel like, yeah, it's based on the series. Because you know when people were just like how they were spoiling that um, Rene was not going to be in the next season. Yeah, they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you guys would know that he's not in the next season if you read the books. It's going by the books, kind of thing." So mm. yeah, it's a book series. Okay. Um, yeah, I hope. Th- Do you think the book series has as much sex in? Because I feel like yeah, I'll probably cop it. I, I just think feel like books yeah. usually have more, don't they? Oh, books usually have more sex. Mm. So I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just It just got me, mm. yeah. I feel like you guys can see kind of like <laughs> how my life is right now. Mm. <laughs> me too. I'm not even going to watch it for that reason. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm so here. inventing Anna it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm here watching my crime, my crime documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any sort of frustration, thank you. <laughs> oh gosh, literally so frustrated, and then like my link just does not want to come. I'm just like, mm. what? I don't have I'm a link. Of you links, and you I guys just not. Oh gosh, like I have a link, but what's the point in a link if I can't just summon them whenever I want them? Like it's just like literally, it's very annoying. <laughs> summon. <laughs> You sound yeah, awful. It's you sound. You sound. <laughs> Look, I can be toxic. <laughs> I can be. I can be hella toxic. <laughs> it's so bad. I can be hella toxic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're watching too much Bridgerton with these words. Summoned. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Well, um, I don't know in Bridgerton because they're all like lords and ladies, aren't they? So they weren't really summoning anyone. It sounds like an old fashioned word. Summon, Summon. I guess. I guess so. (sighs) Yes. Anyway, if someone would like to court me and bring me some sexual frustration in my life. (sighs) I mean, actually, I don't need any more sexual frustration. Just come and just do the rest of the courting. Yeah. But anyway. Some courting, yeah. Some courting would be nice, but these guys, you got to earn the court in these days. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Literally, what do you bring to the table? Ugh, fucking hell! Provide the fucking table. Mm. Maybe I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you what I can bring. Anyway, sorry, that's enough on that though. <laughs> okay, so. This morning, actually, because this morning I had quite good vibes. I, I went for my walk in the morning and um, 
everyone was saying hello and stuff like that. I don't know if it's because, you know, payday, like my payday God, was last not week. my payday. Mine's this and week. Then, I'm scared. And then, yeah, payday is coming this week for everyone else kind of thing. I'm not sure if that's what the energy, because everyone was saying good morning. Everyone's saying hello on all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was feeling quite good vibes this morning. Um, but yeah, when I woke up... Um, Instagram is just filled with Will Smith and Chris Rock mm. <laughs> um, getting slapped. <laughs> like, the way that I I'm woke sorry. up at eight o'clock and by eight o one, I knew about this news. I <laughs> am disgusted with how how obsessed I am with my phone. Like, I'm literally wake up shaken. I was like, oh my god, like, what's going on? <laughs> Literally, we yeah, and that's literally what it was. It's just like, what is happening? Is this a skit? Is yeah. this what what's going on? And it's just the fact that it wasn't a skit. It was very serious. This this bitch slap was very serious, mm. and um, and for some reason, it, it's taken up a lot of discussion all day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> Every single person Everyone, is talking about it. Everything. Every media, every <laughs> everything is talking about Will Smith bitch slapping Chris Rock, and it's just it's just very mad. But um, okay, yeah. Anyway, context. If anyone context, if any, if anyone has been living under a rock, um, I did not see the bitch slap happen. Um, so basically, at the Oscars uh, last night. Um, Chris Rock. Wait, sorry, for a is, second. You know, Did anyone actually know the Oscars was on? Like, I had no idea. No, I had no idea. I wasn't expecting to wake up to this. Same. I had no idea. And as well, work. for the Oscars to be on, and we're waking up to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> That's the highlight. That's exactly. Exactly. For that to be the highlight of the, of the Oscars is this madness. Anyway, um, yeah. So we had. Okay, so Chris Rock, you know, is doing his hosting, you know. It looks like everyone is just, you know, like, pleased to be there. Everyone's laughing along to Chris mm. Rock's jokes. And then Chris Rock, maybe, should I just get the clip the clip up? I don't know. Everyone must have seen it by now, though, right? Yeah. Do we, do we need it? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think we need it. Okay, yeah, we don't need it. Anyway, so Chris Rock proceeds to tell a joke saying about how... So I think he had said something jokey about Will Smith because, you know, they're sitting there. Mm. Everyone's ha, 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 key, 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 <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. We're all having a good time at the Oscars. Then then, then Chris Rock then goes to say, oh, and Jada there, she's looking like a G.I. Jane. To which Jada, you physically see her, her face drop. She rolls her eyes mm. and is just like... You know, looks like she's kissing her teeth, like mm. this fucking guy. Um, and then, like, you still people are just still like, ha 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 ha, because you know, when at these award shows, these hosts, like, when they say something, you just have to laugh along. Yeah, you even I see don't like Will that. just like, like the, the and, false laugh, when exactly. They're like, <laughs> like the, when yeah. they zoom in on the camera on celebrities, and it's like they're they're laughing, like, but <laughs> it's never genuine from like the chest. It's yeah. always like a it, giggle. It was the same. It was the same the other day when um, Serena and Ve- when Serena yeah, Williams yeah. was ha- had to just laugh along when that woman wanted to say, "Oh, S- Serena and Venus, I've I've played about I've I play against the real men," <laughs> and they're just like, "Sorry, <laughs> just take <laughs> your why, yeah. why, why are our names in your mouth? Like you've got you've got nothing to do with this." <laughs> 
the award you're accepting has nothing to do with us. What are you oh, talking that about? Bitch. Honestly, oh, gosh. That, yeah, that we couldn't be bothered to talk about the other week. No. Um, anyway, so yeah, and even you, so you even saw see Will Smith still like key 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 yeah, a little bit. when he makes this joke. But then I feel like that clearly you know those times when you're just kind of you're just laughing along with everyone else but mm. then it just dawns on you like hold on what the fuck did you what the fuck did you just say mm-hmm. i feel like that it must have been that kind of realization where it was just like what the fuck did you just say and then i yeah. think this this whole incident is very just reactionary where it's just like well just got up marched up that stage and chris rock was like uh-oh you know like literally yeah, he even coming. said that like, this he's is coming. why people thought it was a skit <laughs> it was a skit and he was just like oh okay will smith marches up on the stage marches 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 bitch <laughs> Just you know what? In the face. He was smiling <laughs> still. He was smiling up until the slap because I was yes. watching second by second and his teeth were out the whole time. And <laughs> no, even after the slap, I've seen close-ups of the slap where yeah. Chris Rock's face is ricocheted off his hand <laughs> and Will Smith is smiling <laughs> in, the, in that as well. And I feel like this is why I've been mean, like how it's just very reactionary when mm. like Will Smith is just like, hmm, you go and see today. You oh. go and see today. Like I feel like that is the type of energy <laughs> that he marched up on that stage with um which is why like it's so funny because to be honest mine and diana's debates about this all day like yeah, we've <laughs> been very much like we've been we've been debating we've been yeah. yeah exactly but we feel like it was very okay very reactionary okay chris rock gets clapped on the face <laughs> to which chris rock was like oh uh and okay i know what so in this situation, I commend Chris Rock for keeping his composure. Apparently and he didn't so much though. Like going on, his apparently his jokes just like weren't weren't like he wasn't delivering as well as what he was before, but, which is surprising. Then, <laughs> yeah, which that isn't surprising because that wasn't planned. Mm. However, though, from from just like basically in response, just in this moment yeah, from this clip, because yeah. I haven't I haven't watched the whole of the Oscars and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I never do. <laughs> anyway, um, from that moment, I feel like he did keep his mm. composure in a way where he was just like, oh, Will Smith just came and smacked the shit out of me. And it was just like, <laughs> and like, even that, and everyone laughed because, mm. you know, it, even yeah. with Chris Rock's voice and his delivery, I'm sorry, it sounded fucking funny. <laughs> like it did. And yeah, um, yeah. Comedians so, should be like, used to that as well. I think that's why he reacted like that because look, they do cross the line. That is not, that is not the first time Chris Rock <laughs> yeah. has been slapped in the face. Yeah, that is not the first time. Be. I mean, we've all seen Everybody Hates Chris. That is not <laughs> the first time he has been slapped in the face. <laughs> like, <coughs> like he's, he's, he's been used to it. Mm. He has said things in his time and he's been slapped in the face many a time. Yeah, like, we, we know that's not the first time probably won't even be the last time as well mm. I think he probably wasn't expecting that on stage in the Oscars by Will Smith you know like <laughs> adults <laughs> the awkward bit is afterwards the shouting where he's like okay, don't talk yeah. about my fucking wife and then he's like look it was just a joke and then Will says it again and that's where you know shit this is real you see Lapita in the background yes. like what the fuck is going on literally because I feel like even in that second like I feel like they could have it could have been saved slightly yeah, by a joke because- from Will you know yeah and just being like mm, just like Will just could have just been making faces mm. instead 
but like you know but obviously he was so he was so riled up clearly yeah you know and just so like upset about about the situation mm-hmm. that in the end and like the thing is we don't actually know what stress will was probably under mm. like before before this like just even leading up to the oscars in general because he was nominated and later mm. won an oscar <laughs> himself so he might have been under so much stress coming up he's come to the oscars chris rock is um is hosting he's probably thinking yeah we're gonna have a good time we put mm. we've been for how many years we've been petitioning we've been boycotting the oscars to get more black people in here mm. to finally get recognized finally be nominated and like you know and then for and then i guess just like even knowing that you lost your composure in that in that way yeah yeah and then and just like he just must have still been just so angry to be like oh keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth mm. and then and then Chris was just like, no, okay, I'm not, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was when he said, I'm going to. But I think the thing is, he's also made digs at Jada in the past. So do you remember that time where she wasn't actually invited to the Oscars one year? And he was he was also oh. doing the um, presenting for that year as well. And he made a joke about her oh, not really? being invited. Yeah. And then this, like, wow. as we all seem to know now, it's like she's a bit got much. alopecia. It's like, yeah. why do you keep coming for Jada? Like, leave her alone and stop yeah. making black women the butt of the joke like in front of everyone it's very embarrassing exactly exactly and I think this is this is the thing I'm sorry like in 2022 we've after Black Square Summer after Oscars So White Mm. after Boycott the Oscars (laughs) you want to come on stage when everyone is there trying to do what black excellence you're coming up on the stage and you want to make jokes about a black woman and her hairstyle i'm sorry there's been too much stigma around black women's hair for too Mm. many years we're in a whole 2022 we've had a whole wakanda where (laughs) there were warriors who were all all had shaved heads we've had Mm. a whole wakanda where those warriors were lifted up and seen as beautiful with their shaved heads and you want to make a joke calling jada gi jane yeah yeah like you could have just made a wakanda joke about oh looking like a princess yeah looking like a wakanda warrior literally and like and that would have been like actually this is black excellence because we liked Wakanda we Wakanda the those Wakanda warriors they were beautiful mm. that could have been the joke why is the joke G.I. Jane like it just wasn't funny the joke was in bad taste the joke wasn't like you know and I'm sorry yeah. like okay well look I don't condone violence I don't but I'm sorry sometimes some sometimes people need a slap like <laughs> the end. I'm sorry sometimes just people just need to be clapped I just don't agree I just don't agree I'm anti, I, anti I'm anti any sort of violence and by that I mean I'm anti the violence that um Chris inflicted upon um Jada because you don't pick on people you don't make jokes about people with autoimmune diseases like that's Mm -hmm. for me that's not comedy that's just mean and nasty and I'm not for violence of slapping people but I realise that every action has a reaction so I I understand why Will did it but you didn't have to do that you could have verbally cussed him you could have done something else like I don't think that was necessary I feel like (laughs) 
Will Smith being also like having a history with comedy himself could have mm. come back yeah, with, you know, back. with like with like a, a rap battle type of comeback kind of thing. Yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he could have clapped back in that way. But I think in that in that second, I feel like the only thing he felt Chris Rock deserved was a clap on the face. Because the thing is as well, is that um some, sometimes these comedians need to be slapped. Like I, I was saying this, I was saying this before to Diana. These comedians, yeah, they all have their jokes and their jokes. Like, and I'm sorry, all of these comedians are taking a joke too far. There's always a joke too far, and it's just like, okay, a joke about GI Jane. You know, like maybe it's not as bad as some jokes about um, when these comedians like Dave Chappelle wants to make jokes about trans, about trans women, wants to make Mm. jokes about homophobia, stuff like that. Like, and know what? Yeah, those jokes are too far. Those jokes are offensive. Those jokes aren't funny. But then the thing was, is that like, this was a joke too far that you said that caused you to get clapped in the face. Mm. Like, and, and the thing is, I feel like these comedians, we need like, just seeing this, I feel like this is something that can actually come back onto the comedy scene and actually say, no, what you guys are going too far. We told you we don't find it funny. So sometimes you need a fucking slap. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just that's, that's kind of what, um, that's, that's how I'm seeing it. It's just like, cause a lot of these comedians, I'm sorry, they all need a slap. I think a lot of comedians aren't funny unless they're making, like we've said this before, minority people, the butt of the joke, which I just don't like. Mm. I think it's very, um, it's very, it shows that you're a bit of a coward. Um, and it just shows but that your material is not very good. But aren't most, aren't most comedians cowards anyway? Like we could argue that because you say with a lot of comedians, they've always hidden mm-hmm. behind, behind humor. When people don't like them and people bully them, they hide behind humor. And if people find them funny, then that just ends up being a shield for them. But then it's just mm-hmm. like, if most comedians hide behind humor, when people like are bullying them and people are abusing them and stuff like that, they make jokes instead. Like aren't most comedians, we could argue that a mm-hmm. lot of comedians are cowards because they've been hiding behind jokes all their lives. It's just that when, now that we see a lot of these comedians rise to fame and it's like, okay they've done all the jokes about their lives about their sad lives now Mm -hmm. it's just like oh whose life is sadder than mine oh well i'm black so underneath me yeah let's be homophobic oh yeah okay after that then let's be transphobic oh yeah let's dress up as black women because you know for some reason i have an obsession with (laughs) (laughs) cross-dressing you know it's like this shit (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i know what you mean yeah i I just i I think Will, like he, in his acceptance speech, he apologized and he also, um, he also made a point around how it was, I can't remember word for word what he said, but it was something around how a lot of the time he's, him and other celebrities are expected to just keep taking like the hits that people keep throwing at them. Mm -hmm. And you can tell it's obviously all these years of like, of just the scrutiny that him and Jada have had to face, yeah, is it has yeah. caught up to him, and it's something that 
he cares about. And you can see that they love each other. Like, although they have this like unconventional relationship style and they they talked a lot about it, maybe a bit too mm-hmm. much because looking back on it, it's like now everyone is picking holes at your relationship. Yeah. I think I, I think people just need to give people a break and stop stop caring. Mm-hmm. I know we've just spent like I don't know however long talking about this celebrity gossip, but when it comes to like their relationships, we don't know the ins and outs and like we don't know we don't mm-hmm. know anything about what they do behind closed doors except what they tell mm-hmm. us. And even when they tell us stuff, you just got to take it with a pinch of salt because who who actually yeah. cares? Like on a day-to-day, who cares about Will and Jada's relationship? Like it should exactly. be no one's business except theirs really. Exactly. And I just feel as well, like just adding on to that point, um, I feel like there is this, there is a lot of pressure, um, especially I think, say if we even look at Will Smith and his kind of life story of what we Mm. know I haven't read his book though guys by the way I'm just saying from what I know off the top of my head just about how how like he came up he got into acting he was broke and famous at a point where he like he had no money while being famous at some point Mm. um, and just kind of actually feeling rock bottom and then actually trying to work on kind of bringing himself back up and mm-hmm. all of that and I just feel like there's so much in that that it's like I feel like there's so and there's so much pressure there's a lot riding on like he prob like well he, like Will Smith probably feels a, an immense pressure and a lot riding on him to obtain this black excellence to obtain yeah, this yeah. this perf- like this perfection of what black society should be mm. to and as well again with the pressure of being nominated for an Oscar to be like oh my god I've been nominated for an Oscar the most prestigious award mm. in in my acting career for the first mm. time even that is an immense pressure to then kind of like be there and then be the butt of someone's joke but it's like it's not a joke where where like we're all laughing together actually you know what you're insulting my wife you're insulting my family and I'm not okay with it Mm. and I can understand like why he just snapped and it was just like no and and there probably would and no maybe there was a lot of pressure on him just being Mm -hmm. nominated just being nominated for an oscar yeah yeah i think my thing is that people snap and react differently so i know a lot of people snap and they react with anger and they they Mm -hmm. act quite impulsively um and they some people do slap they do fight um Mm -hmm. i just think like if you're gonna fight, there's a time and a place, and you do yeah, it definitely. on the stage. But then alongside and- of that, I also think that there's a lot of people online talking about how, like, one black man's actions reflect on everyone, and like it's like mm. he shouldn't have done that because look, he makes us look bad in front of white people. Mm-hmm. And it's like you lot know we're not a monolith. We're all different. Will Smith reacted yep. in a different way from what our dads would react and how we'd mm-hmm. react. Like it's just it, like. Why I, I don't think people should be caring what white people think right now because white people yeah. generally like 
if if they don't like black people, Will Smith's opinion, uh, Will Smith's actions aren't going to change their opinions on black people. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, actually though, like from a lot of the things I'm seeing, mm. um, like I just put on loose <laughs> women for a little bit to see what oh, they were I talking saw they about. Were talking it. about it, but I didn't want to watch it because I thought they'd trigger me and they'd be like, oh. So, <laughs> no, they are kind of on Will Smith's side. Yeah. A lot of the things, even Good Morning Britain. The, the, that white woman Susanna whatever mm. she's kind of on she was on Will Smith's side a lot of people and I feel like a lot of people are actually sticking up for him which is the first mm-hmm. but I feel like but again we're looking at black on black crime right now but <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that even when when Will Smith was doing his speech uh. and he was crying he was upset and it's like you know what he is upset because he knows what he's done yeah, he, he knows what establishment down. he is mm. yeah he knows what establishment he is in he knows how embarrassing this looks and he knows that this all comes back onto the black community and I feel like he's even that was just like oh my god why did I react like that this was not the time or the place for me to be clapping someone in the face like it just was not and I feel like just instantly after it happened he was just like fuck why why did that have to happen and I don't like because I think as well again just bringing back to the point of because I'm sure Will Smith was one of the main people who was talking about boycott the Oscars Mm. and hashtag Oscars so white and all of this stuff and you know for this time to finally have got some change Mm. and then for him to be at the center of, of, of this in a white establishment after they fought to be there after they fought to be nominated for these yeah. films for their work like but then equally yeah. there's people like the Oscars it took people boycotting um, it took people starting hashtags about Harvey Weinstein and stuff for them to disassociate from him so the Oscars aren't like just because mm. it's a white but, institution yeah. doesn't mean that it's like a, an perfect. amazing yeah, imp- um, yeah. Imperfect, perfect organisation there's, there's flaws yeah. there obviously because exactly. the people at the top are at the top for a reason because they're exactly they're the rich they're the white people they're yeah. the and people they, that exploit they choose they choose who they want to get the Oscars they choose yeah. who they choose what black people they're putting in there but they don't want mm. them to win anything they choose when they want to give a black person the Oscars and stuff like that they 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 do choose it and it is all fixed um, just like the Grammys um mm-hmm. But just but then the thing is is that these awards are just so prestigious and like they've been going on for so long. And the thing is is like why we can argue, oh, let's just not do those awards and have the black award shows, but then the black people aren't rating the black award shows <laughs> when they had the B when they had the BET awards, like most of the people weren't turning up. You know, like they the up high in class suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, that I don't I don't know about BET awards because that's American, no, but like I'm sorry. This gri- grime, what is it? What is it called? Grime, well, the Grime Awards, what? GRM, GRM, yeah. GRM yeah. daily award shows and all of that. Like, I'm sorry, like this Britain, you guys, ugh, I, um, we spoke about you lot already. Um, <laughs> like, this it is the nice. thing when it was the. Hey, come on. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say when it, when it was when the they have the black award shows the the top black um, actors the top black music artists they're not turning up for them no, they're they not don't. turning up to collect their awards they're not putting the prestige on those award shows so 
like, what are we going to do? Of course, of course, the Oscars and of course the Grammys are going to be the award shows that mm. they're still they're still held in high regard. Because if your own people aren't holding your own awards in high regard, then what is the point? Yeah, yeah. And it, it was quite nice to see um, Tyler Perry and Denzel. They went up on stage where after Will accepted his award. I watched a little video earlier. And they, they, it looked like they were giving him words of encouragement, which was nice to see because obviously that like, he was emotional and it's hard to get that vulnerable. Yeah. Like he was crying it's in front, of, he in was front crying. of millions of people. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that, there's that. And also I think, what's his name again? Chris Rock. Chris I, Rock. I, I don't think he would have made the joke about a white woman with alopecia. Um, they, yeah, he's exactly. Sitting in the crowd, I, I don't think I think think he felt a bit too comfortable making that joke to Jada, yeah. and yeah, apparently and he like- did a whole hair documentary on Netflix or something about black women's mm-hmm. hair. So it's like, why why now are you making jokes but about Chris black Rock women's did. hair? Yeah, apparently I don't know if it's Netflix, really? but yeah, he's made a documentary before or a show about black women's hair. This is what yeah. I've heard American people talking about. Maybe it is an American thing, but so yeah, so very like, weird. Yeah, very very weird, and I, I just. For and like again protect black women you know that's yeah, our motto yeah and i think the thing is as well chris rock he's not he's not pressing charges stuff like mm-hmm. that you know and i just feel like he's also just like shit what did i do why like sometimes like i think he's also thinking like i'm ruining my i ruined my relationship with <laughs> with Will Smith and then and just yeah. being like I'm sorry I just got bitch slapped on stage that was very embarrassing mm. and yeah I just and I, I think he's just he also just wants to distance himself because like because that would have been what shook him up for the rest of the night, the night because yeah. he's just there thinking, thinking I just got long-term. bitch slapped by yeah. Will Smith like Will Smith was was really really um like Will Smith was really, really triggered by something I said mm. about his about his family that he had to come up on live TV and bitch slap me. <sighs> like I'm like I'm sorry. He must be just as well. He he himself just thinking shit. I'm embarrassed as well. It was my fault that caused that. And like now it's just like I don't. He himself probably doesn't want to be the reason to to kind of actually ruin a black like you know such a successful black man's career as well Mm -hmm. because um you know especially in light of him winning an oscar because there were talks about them should they take away will smith's oscar and it's like i don't think they should what the fuck like (laughs) i don't think they should but then don't take away some of the like pedophile hasn't woody allen got oscar like (laughs) what are you you playing at (laughs) i don't think a bitch slap and being a paedophile and a rapist is on the same level Literally. of um <laughs> it's on the same <laughs> level of crime people need so, to shut the fuck up it's so annoying literally but yeah there's, there's, there were talks like there were talks of like with the academy should they take away Will Smith's Oscar and it's just like fuck no like I'm mm. sorry this is gonna now be just unfortunately <laughs> the most watched Oscar <laughs> ever because Chris Rock just got bitch slapped oh my god do you reckon it will get more views than when they gave um, most definitely they accidentally gave the The awards the moonlight one to who was it La La Land (gasps) definitely it'll definitely get more definitely get more because I'm sorry like and that's why and that's why they should just keep Will Smith's Oscar there because it's like at least that blunder can be like forgotten about a little bit because that was very embarrassing and that was was the that was the, their, their fault. fault. Yeah, yeah. You know. But um, 
wow. <laughs> what the fuck? That was embarrassing. And just the fact that someone had to come on stage and be like, no, guys, guys, no, no, stop, stop. Stop. Moonlight. Moonlight. You guys won. Get up here. You, you guys won. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't that someone from the cast of La La Land who went and said it? I think it was one of the yeah producers of La La Land. Like, I yeah, think he must have he, spoken to someone and yeah got the right the right card. Yeah. Oh, my God. It actually is painful. Like, it's stuff like that makes me cringe so much. Like, it, oh, I can't even watch it. My toes are crawling right now. Oh, curling up. Ugh. Oh gosh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so like guys, yeah, we don't condone Will Smith slapping, bit slapping Chris Rock, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I don't think that's how I'm meant to end this. But. No, no, I don't think it was funny. I think it was a mess. It was all a mess. I don't condone any of it. And I just, let's protect Jada. <laughs> let's protect Jada like Will Smith did. <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> Let's not fight. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, more people who need bitch slapping. Um <laughs> the royal family. <laughs> Cause like, as you guys know, we are royal family correspondents. <laughs> Self-titled. Um, <laughs> we bought the titles from Wowsha. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, and like, you know, we know that the, that, well, right now, Prince William and Kate, they're getting bitch slapped by the Caribbean. They are. (laughs) They're getting right hook, left hook, (laughs) uppercut. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting bloody hit by a truck. Like, they were not ready. They were not ready. Oh gosh, street fighter up in here. Anyway, um <laughs> Sorry, okay, sorry. Okay. No, yeah, wait, wait, wait. But- I just thought of a good um is it metaphor? Uh, you know how um total wipeout you get hit by the balls? Yes. It's like every time oh, they yeah, jump to another that- island, another ball hits them as <laughs> <laughs> literally. Like, I mean the Bahamas are speaking before they've even arrived there. Like <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so Prince William and Kate Middleton. Um, I just know what this this news before um well bit slapping Chris Rock. This news was like the one thing that has been giving me so much joy. Like <laughs> I feel like I I haven't felt joy from the news in such a long time. Mm. But hearing about these Caribbean islands coming together and just being like hold on the fuck we don't want to pay for you lot coming here we don't want to pay for you lot to be dancing dancing pretending like you're enjoying yourself pretending that you're about the culture coming to a football field that um coming to a football field saying hello to children behind the cage when really they're mm. there to see Raheem Sterling like <laughs> I'm wearing your most ethnic dress <laughs> legit literally um and I just like just just this news of and this talk of independence and removing the queen as head of state just fills me with so much joy. Mm. And like, I just feel like it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Nice. It's so nice to actually hear from people from the Caribbean. Like there's actual journalists out there yes. interviewing people that live there and like people that seem like they're working class. They're just normal people that just aren't happy with the, mm. the fact that the queen is the head of state. And then there's Beanie Man also chiming in. Yes, it's like, Beanie we love Man. a celebrity 
that has knowledge on these political things and actually yes. wants to help. Because who do we have in this country that that supports? Literally. Like Literally. a couple people, but we like- They're all getting MBEs. Not yeah, like, they're but, all accepting um, the MBEs. <laughs> <laughs> but like literally like, actually, and what I loved about Beanie Man's interview was when he said, do you know how hard it is to get a visa for England? But this this bitch yeah. is still the head of state of Jamaica. Like, do you know how, like he's saying, it's $95 just to start the application to get a visa. Um, Jesus. to go to the UK and mm-hmm. how and how it's a lot it takes a lot of time it's a lot of headache it's a lot of money and it's just like well what actually what is the point in being a part of the commonwealth mm-hmm. what is the point because like um, I'm just going to just say a story about um, when I went to Thailand and I just learned about um kind of the history of Thailand. Thailand is actually stands for the word, it stands for free. And mm. it's about like free land because Thailand didn't get colonized. Mm, um, okay. Like all of these countries were fighting to try and colonize Thailand, but it remained kind of free and independent mm. um, through like kind of different reasons and like through their royal family and stuff like that. Mm. Um, from what I remember, from what I learned. And, but basically... They spoke about, but then like my our tour guide was just t- telling us about how, although we've stayed not colonized, that's made it a lot harder with things with getting resources. We've able we've been able to visit these countries as well, being able to get mm. visas. It's a lot harder because they're not part of any commonwealth. They're not part of they weren't colonized, so they don't have those rights in that sense to try and get visas, try and get access to actually be able to go over there and work there and stuff like that. Mm. So like, so there's difficulties from countries that haven't been colonized um, that are in kind of in like that are developing countries. There's difficulties there. So why is it Jamaica, these Caribbean islands, um, they, we, they're always told part of the Commonwealth they have these royal tours happening every mm. year or so, um, so they can go and have their photo ops and try and build morale. And do with some being dancing, part- and play some drums. Yeah, of being part of the Commonwealth. This is the whole point. But what benefits are they actually getting from being a part of the Commonwealth right now when it's so expensive to get visas? When when Jamaicans actually like there was a time actually I remember I think it was when I was no it was when mm. I was coming back from Kenya, my flight from Kenya like landed, um, but then. Did we stop off when we went to Kenya? I can't remember. Anyway, mm. so our flight landed in Heathrow and there was also a flight from Jamaica that landed. Yeah. yeah. The Jamaican flight, okay, you see all security are out. They're all ready and they're waiting for the Jamaican flight because they're going to search everyone. They're going to be searching, choosing what bags they want to search, searching all that because I want to obviously demonize black people on these flights who are coming yeah. to the UK. And... um and over police them. And I was just like, well, that is very interesting, but especially considering being part of the Commonwealth and this is the treatment that Jamaicans get when they come Mm -hmm. to visit the UK. Then also, you also have the fact that you've had people from the Caribbean who have been in the UK for how many plus years and then they're also getting deported for XYZ because the government, yeah. because Theresa May and her and her like bullshit little posse decided that they wanted to burn up all the documents and all that bullshit. Like mm-hmm. so and this is the this is the treatment. This is the payment that Jamaica and the rest of the car and the car of the Caribbean have had when 
when this royal family wants to talk about Commonwealth, wants to talk about, oh, yes, let's, let's, I, I pride the Commonwealth and we're here for you and we want to help you and all this bullshit. Like, it is just that it's bullshit. And what, even what, sorry, just, no, just to end my point, like, what benefits are there of the Commonwealth for these countries? Yeah, because even our family members, right? We're like, at, w- is Guyana a Commonwealth country? Is all of the Caribbean? So Guyana, yeah, Gu- Guyana is classed as Caribbean. It's in South America. Um, it's n- like near, and it's near Trinidad, Trini, Trinidad yeah, and Tobago. Yeah. Um, basically Guyana, um, Guyana had remo- has already removed the queen as their head of state already oh, previously. I read that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but Guyana is part of the Commonwealth. If you watch the Crown, <laughs> if you watch the Crown, <laughs> you um, you you hear mention of Guyana and how the Queen had got a pres got a present from the Guyanese Prime Minister and you know mm. and, and whatever. Cute. Um, yeah. But so when when you hear about like stories of um, like grandparents and parents who immigrated from um, like the Caribbean over here over to here. It's like they they all came over here expecting to be accepted because they're part mm-hmm. of the Commonwealth, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like another home to them. But like like you were just saying, what does the royal family do for for Caribbean people when they all yeah. came over here? You hear so many horror stories about how awful mm-hmm. like the accommodation was, the education, the health mm-hmm. system, how awful so, like, the treatment I- was, and like policing <coughs> in every single way. Caribbean people in this country have been just treated like they're dirt mm. and not and that mm-hmm. also is going to reflect on the way that the royal family treat caribbean people in yeah. the caribbean so yeah uh, it's so so valid to question these things because it's like what what do yeah. you actually get from the royal family coming to visit you mm-hmm. in your caribbean exactly. countries you're paying for the trips for them to come literally over. what are you paying for the visas like yeah. it's ridiculous they're, they're fine with allowing like slums is, is slums derogatory i don't know if it is i don't um, think it is i think i think it maybe i know i don't okay. think it's derogatory as such but you can say like kind of rural villages and yeah. stuff rural villages rural. that don't have you know electricity access to fresh food etc etc you're fine royal family you're fine with uh, like allowing that to continue not only in our country like there's people in our country here Mm -hmm. in in the uk that are starving but in the caribbean countries too like there's a lot of them are third world countries so like they're Mm -hmm. they're sitting here like oh yeah the commonwealth you all gain so much from being part of it but what responsibility are you taking yeah like there's so many homeless people that need shelter but Mm -hmm. you've got your big houses you've got more than one house you've got like so many houses across the country you've got Mm -hmm. so much land you've got so much generational wealth while everyone else is suffering and i just think it's Mm -hmm. so sick and it's gaslighting to pretend that we're gaining things from having a connection yes. to you guys. I, I just think it's it's like, not right. Yeah, it's not right. Where is the gain? Like, I was just thinking just when you spoke about like kind of stories, like even like mm. when my granddad has spoken about when he came over to the UK and how yeah. basically like he came over to the, so in my family, on my mum's side and on my dad's side of the family, like it's um like we're all like seamstresses and tailors. Mm. My granddad was a tailor in Dominica um so it was like and so it was like um my 
like my mum's uncles, even on my on my on her mum's side. Yeah. So yeah. like um yeah, so like my granddad was a tailor in Dominica. He came to the UK because he saw an ad- ad- advertisement for a tailor mm. in a shop. So he came to the UK. However, he had he didn't however, I think he said he misplaced the advertisement. So he didn't remember the the address mm. of the place. And then he got to Dominica, he got to the UK and then they just said to him, okay, well, just go and work in the railway instead. So like, so now, so then instead of my dad, my granddad actually going and being a tailor, like he was meant to, like what he came for. Yeah, yeah. He instead ended up retraining, becoming an engineer for um, Royal Royal British Railways mm-hmm. um, and he served, I want to say 60 years, 60 oh years gosh. for Royal British Railways. Um, yeah. And like just and then even that, like he got a he so he got a pocket watch for his length of service and stuff like that. But then basically mm. there was a time when he just he went for a promotion and then they didn't give it to him. So he was just like, he just, he just thought, fuck it, I'm going to retire. I, I don't think he thought, fuck it, obviously, because it's my granddad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, he decided to retire instead. But it's just like, even then, like he, my granddad was coming over for a specific job and then there was no help with them just being like, oh yeah, here you go. Like, oh yeah, this is the job that you came for. Yeah. Go yeah. over here. This is where it is. They didn't instead, he was, yeah, instead he was just seen as a black man and they were like, well, just go work in the railways then, mm. then and just like, just shoved in there. Like at the end of the day, he did a good job and he was, he was good at what he, he, he did. And he worked in the signal box and all of that. However, it's still just like, they were invited to this UK. They were invited. Mm-hmm. And this is how you repay these people and to the extent of deportation when when this UK is a lot of like especially with the Windrush victims is a lot of people's homes yeah Um, yeah but yeah like this (laughs) I'm sorry like I am just loving hearing this song um just it was just actually so funny when um so when will and um prince william and kate they were they went to go meet with the jamaican prime minister so basically i even heard apparently with the jamaican prime minister this wasn't exactly like something that mm-hmm. he it wasn't him personally it, he had a lot of pressure on his neck from the people and stuff and for him to just be like oh yeah you guys don't bother sitting down it's <laughs> gonna be quick <laughs> it was a very awkward yeah it was awkward where he was just like yeah um we're ready to move on (laughs) the the people want to move on and we like when you guys leave we will be going through the process of removing you guys as head of state deadline (laughs) (laughs) and you know xyz and i just and then i love with the bahamas so they haven't even reached the bahamas yet and um (laughs) the bahamas are also talking and um so yeah so the bahamas in the letter they've put okay i'm just going to read just some quotes um yeah so it's got um i'm getting this quote from dr shalomo shogba mimu um where it says why are we footing the bill for benefit of regime whose rise to greatness was fu- was fueled by extinction, enslavement, colonization, and degradation? 
they, royal family slash government, must acknowledge their economy was built on the backs of our ancestors and then they must pay. Um, they've also said how... Um, sorry, I'm just scrolling through. Um, so, like, they've also said how... Um, the Duke and Duchess may not be compelled to make such a declaration during their visit to our shores. Um, they may not be able at this time to speak on behalf of the Queen and their government at this time. However, they can no longer ignore the devastation of their heritage. They and their family of royals and their government must acknowledge that their diverse economy was built on the backs of our ancestors and then they must pay. Um, and then, and then they end it with, we, the children of those victims owe it to our ancestors to remember. We owe it to our ancestors to demand a reckoning and to demand accountability, healing and justice. In the words of our great Tony McKay, also known as Exuma, the obeyer man, they must pay me for my blood in the water, pay me for my son and my daughter, pay me for my brothers and sisters, pay me for all of my dead, pay me for the blood that you shed, pay me what you owe me. I come to collect everything that you owe me. And I just love reparations. We love it. I love this song. I love hearing it. And yeah, they must pay. They need to recognize that this economy as a shit show that it is right now has Mm. been built, (laughs) has been built (laughs) on the backs of our ancestors. There are, there are politicians who are direct descendants of slave owners who still to this day own plantations. Right down the road from me, there is Mm. a hall named after some man who owned 78 plantations. I'm sorry, how is this Great Britain sleeping on this? How how is Great Britain really just riding on this whole thing like, Yes, well, we we led the ab- the abolition of slavery. No, the fuck you didn't. It wasn't it wasn't serving you anymore. <laughs> it wasn't serving you anymore. You had to get rid of it. And I'm just like, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Just everything like this song just makes me so happy, and I just. I'm we just loving this. the abolition this. of slavery. Like, honestly, that pisses me off. Like they weren't involved in that's, any that's looting or pillaging the, or like but this spreading is the disease. Exactly. Oh, the but this is the thing. The way they are really trying to like, like, pretend that there has, that there's no accountability. And all we're taught and all of all we are actually taught in school as well when they mention slavery mm-hmm. is about uh, abolition of slavery they never talk about <laughs> about the british the process their british part mm. in in slavery in how they were the leading force in slavery along with the portuguese along with the spanish along with the along with the french you know mm. they they don't talk about that i'm sorry why are, why are these islands or speaking different patois, different um, of English, French, you know, Spanish. Like mm-hmm. why they're all speaking these random like patois versions of these languages. Like even us, even like the other day, like when we were in France, I was there trying to like, I was trying to, trying to say eat in patois when it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like maje is not French. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like to that point, I was just like, oh shit, no, no, that's not French, you know, like. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous what this country the like the way this country just wants to pretend that they have no account and not take accountability. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. But I'm I am loving this as well. Like the the awareness just across like even even adults that are like parents' ages, like white people are now also talking about like maybe yeah. the royal family isn't as great as what we think we've always thought it was. So I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, things are really, things are changing. Like I can feel things changing and that's yes. just so positive and it's such good news. And it's just lovely. Yeah, and in it the just shows the bad like, news, it's just nice yeah. to feel like something good is happening. And and it just shows that actually when people speak up, you know what, mm. they can't ignore you. They can't yeah. ignore you forever. When you've got the and facts, this country, you've got the research, you've got the data. Literally, this country could do with following suit because I'm sorry, the way mm-hmm. you guys are so happy to just stick with what you're given just because you guys just love to play oppression Olympics. Oh, <laughs> like we need, like, I'm sorry, you lot. Like, and I keep saying you lot because as a black woman, I'm sorry, it's not my job. Like, it's not, it's not my job to be starting protests. It's not like, yeah, oh, like about, I've got, I, yeah. I've got other shit to be doing, like trying to make more money because I can't afford because because of these energy bills and national insurance <laughs> rising. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's what my priority is right now. Trying to make more money for myself because, like, you lot, you lot, and the and your wayward voting is not gonna help me. So <laughs> it's not. So it's literally, not. it's not my priority to start in protest. But you lot need to fix up and understand that it's your fucking government that is fucking you over. Like, <sighs> yeah. I'm just bored of us saying this every week now because it's like, when when are they ever going to wake up? They're going to have honest, to at some point. At the end of the day, we're doing we're doing more already with this podcast. Yeah, because we're talking about it. We are speaking up. Yeah, we. we this exactly. is our way of protest. <laughs> we are speaking up. So, like, what more? Like, what more can we do? Sure, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going out in the streets. The other day I was, um, when I was in Pimlico at the Tate Britain, I was walking down the road. Why Why is there like 30 police officers on the side of the road pulling people over, mm. um, looking at cars, searching cars, getting like, so, well, the men that I saw that were out of the cars, there was two, one black man, one Asian man. They were like searching them. I don't know what for. And I just thought, you know, the 20,000 police, is this what our, our taxpayer money is going on? It's not going on solving yeah. rape crimes and you know, mm. burglaries. This is what is going on. And the things and it's that also we actually going on- want to be solved. <laughs> Yeah, it's also going on that boy, that uh, that poor boy that was stopped because he was wearing a coat. Yeah, he was wearing a coat and it's suspicious tire for this weather. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, 16 degrees. Your measly 16 degrees is not hot. Like, I'm sorry, really I'm going like it's not hot. It's not hot. Man's not hot, but it's not it's not hot. <laughs> it's not man's not hot weather right now. So I'm sorry. Like mm-hmm. oh, fuck off. People can wear what the fuck they want to wear in this mm. 16 degree weather it is not summer it is fucking march it is not what about, summer what about the other video where the guys pulled over and and the black police officer is like you've got a big boy car so i'm pulling <laughs> oh, you over for fuck's sake <laughs> like oh yeah you're driving a big boy car <laughs> well look look i'm sorry okay you're driving a big boy car that you that apparently the drug dealers that you're after drive why don't you have their registrations in yeah, like they, why are you just you, you can't just be stopping now every land doing the work. Like they've they've got people that should be you know noting down the the number plates, doing a bit of investigating. But no, it's always the um, stupid these these stupid reactive 
like fucking police officers. I don't understand why you see something and then there, there and then you've got to like try and solve a crime. When just go into the <sighs> office and do do the, the shit that we want worth, you to do. Man. Literally. <laughs> and also, can you fire those two female police officers that was stripped that was stripped searching? Um, child Q because yeah. apparently you guys just gave them desk jobs <laughs> what the fuck what is a desk job so basically just to do paperwork so they just they don't so they're not out in the field they're not out arresting people or whatever they're just doing paperwork like sorry you gave you gave them a cushy desk job you gave you gave them an upgrade basically yeah <laughs> like, you gave yeah. them an upgrade to sit at their desk like fuck off they need to be fired fire them we don't want them on our police force you just you just said okay you don't have to go out in the public because Mm. you sexually assaulted um a child yeah like fuck off fuck off um and also like that head teacher also needs to resign which um i think the mayor of hackney was calling for also um yeah yeah which i think is good i i think it's i think um so there's been a debate recently about um working from home i need to find like these tweets and screenshots um yeah so there's been a debate recently about working from home and how like um black people do mm. sorry right. okay yeah so about just kind of like working from home and kind of what what this means for black people and why are people more comfortable working from home than going into the office so um yeah so there was a tweet that said um this work from home debate is a lot deeper than what's on the surface on the surface as black people we're so uncomfortable in these environments that working from home is more than just saving on time money and food it's more about our sanity and being in a safe space work from home provides that and um there was a Karen who decided that she wanted to comment to this tweet and say I think you need to work on your social anxiety and remove skin <laughs> colour from the conversation it's okay to feel anxious after two years many people do um, Karen shut the fuck she up like we didn't ask you the, the tweet <laughs> <laughs> remove remove skin colour from the equation I'm sorry like when there's um, when there's such thing as workplace racial discrimination and microaggressions etc <laughs> that all happen mm. within the workplace I'm sorry like no let's 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 keep skin color into the equation please yeah because like while yes it can be true that white people can suffer from social anxiety black people can also suffer from social anxiety with the added pressures of racism and microaggressions on top of that yeah Um, (laughs) yeah which causes more anxiety so if we're playing anxiety olympics i think i know who's winning karen (laughs) karen but that's the thing but it, it, with oppression olympics in general like anxiety comes into that but it's just that whole thing of oppression mm. olympics they're, they're trying so much to be more impressed yeah. than black people anyway uh, we, we have anxiety too we have it too like have it no one said capitalism. you didn't <laughs> exactly karen and also like you guys are allowed to feel anxious you guys are allowed to have a mental your mental health issues whereas mm-hmm. black people they they suffer from mental health why are black people more prescribed why are black people um, more likely to get sectioned 
why are black people more likely their mental health issues are more likely going to cause them to be arrested rather yes. than actually helped so yeah um like there was but however like there's kind of like two there's i've got a few different stances of this argument because there was mm. another tweet that i read that said both my boyfriend and one of my best friends work at a 90 percent all black company and when i tell you know um how and when I tell you how shocked I was that no one has their camera on, not even the execs, are the cream color folks the ones pushing this camera thing? Just talking about <laughs> talking about all these Zoom meetings and stuff and having your camera on. So like, okay, I I feel like working from home, I understand that like and it's crazy how a lot of black people are feeling more comfortable being able to work from home not ha- not having to go into a majority white space not having to do all of this like you know you have to do the tea time socializing you have to do the after work drinks you have to be able to go for lunch and chat with people on lunch it's a fucking lot like i find mm-hmm. it a lot and i'm not even going in my two days a week that is actually required of me i'm going in one day a week and <laughs> yeah and i'm meant to be going in twice but like even but i'm finding it a lot all of these lunches it's a lot all of these every, after work drinks every week it's just a lot and um and like the social aspect is a lot especially when it's like i don't get time to socialize with my actual friends with my actual family but i'm but i'm socializing with you lot every single week it's just a bit like mm, mm-hmm. like do i want to be doing this like but definitely but I, but like we said in a in a previous episode this the socializing is part of the job you need to you need to take that as part of your paycheck like <laughs> literally if you want to get far in this like you need to take it as part of your paycheck however um with this tweet when she's talking about how like oh is it the cream color folks that are pushing this whole idea of having to have your camera on and stuff i feel like i disagree to an extent because i find i don't know about you but i find sometimes when people don't have their cameras on on like a call and stuff like that it feels a bit antisocial and it feels a bit like okay let's get straight to the point and just do our work and that's it and i quite like that at least there could be like a little bit of banter a little bit of let's be friendly Mm. a little bit of let's show your face and just put a smile on and you know just just to because I feel like working from home gets very lonely yeah I think we we haven't really um as a country or maybe this was America so we haven't as as a globe actually all kind of decided on the um the like etiquette of online mm-hmm. like socializing online using teams and like zoom and all this other stuff i think mm-hmm. generally when i'm in a meeting and there's not many people so there's under 10 people my camera will be on because i'm trying to first of all i'm trying to make it known that i'm in the room like i like yeah. i like people knowing that i'm there and knowing that i'm there to do my work and then yeah, I also, exactly i also like just yeah like people people I feel like if my camera was off, people might assume that I'm in bed, I'm doing chores, or you're like lazy. I'm multitasking, yeah, or I'm yeah. lazy. And as a black person anyway, I feel like maybe you putting my camera that. on is to prove myself a little bit. But then yes. at the same time, it's kind why of like- Why should you feel like that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, why why should we have to feel that way? It, it's shit, it's shit. But at the same time, I feel like I'm- I, I like having the camera on because as you say, there's the banter, there's the socializing. And if you got your camera off, 
why have you got your camera off? Like you're you're here to work. And if we were all together yeah. in real life, you can't turn your camera off. You've got to like show up to the meeting. So if you're going to show yeah, up, then and show that's up. like you're paying attention. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because that's how I feel. I'm just like, because the times when my, when my camera is off, I'm yeah. not paying attention. I'm sorry. I like, I'm not even going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not, I'm making a cup of tea. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a cup of tea. I'm looking at Instagram. I'm, you know, responding mm. to my WhatsApp messages from Diana. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me know, too. I do like, the same. I'm, I'm sending voice notes and shit. Yeah. Like I am not listening, and you know, like and that just and that yeah. is the actual truth. And um, yeah, like I'm just I'm not paying attention. But when my mm-hmm. camera is on, like it just makes me feel like okay, I'm in the room. Need to try and follow what's being said. And then if they call on me, at least I can be like, oh, they know I've been here. Yeah. all the time yeah. so I can just try and, and then I have to look back at my notes to see what the hell has been said because I feel <laughs> like I find it hard to listen like I I feel like I need to be writing stuff down to make mm. it, me feel like I've listened to what's been said um, yeah yeah, yeah and mean. it just yeah and it just feels that yeah I feel like I have more anxiety when I don't have my camera on same because I'm, I'm thinking that people are thinking about oh, me. she's lazy. Yeah. Or like, why is she so she, socially awkward? Yeah. yeah, that's that is as well. Like, yeah, you know. And I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe to do with our personality types as well, because we're introverted and because we're kind of shy yeah. and we're not the social ones. It's like we need to put our camera on to make it feel like we're, we're sociable. Yeah, we're sociable. So and we're, and it might be that like we're so used to coming across as antisocial yeah exactly that we're, tr- like we're trying to play up to it a bit more yeah. so yeah. you know like because literally like oh sorry my nose is so itchy anyway um yeah I feel like we're just so <laughs> used to stop it sorry this is so itchy anyway I feel like we're so used to kind of like doing more so just mm. just and putting that mask on to pretend like yes I can be here I can be in the room and look I'm doing yeah. a good job that to, to overcompensate for the fact that we mm. might be a bit less kind of antisocial like and as well yeah. sometimes for me I definitely try and just put in a one-liner here and there so people know that I'm funny and then yeah. it won't be like if I don't have anything to say another time then it's like it's okay because I'll mm. come in with the one-liners when I have them do you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah and that, that's just something that I do just as a, as a way to kind of navigate the workplace maybe um, it's like workplace politics then because like as this person says in an all-black organization they don't do it maybe it's because they don't feel like they need to prove themselves to each other like then, in the same way but then I feel like, say if I was in an all black or in, in an all black um, workplace mm. and no one's putting their cameras on, I'd feel more lonely. Cause it's like, well, these yeah, black people don't want to talk to me. These black people yeah. don't want to get to know me. These like, I'm meant to be in this all black organization and it shouldn't feel like we're family, but these yeah. black people just want to get on with their work <laughs> and because they're just like, fuck it, I'm getting paid to work. I don't want to talk to no one. And I just want to go home at the yeah. end of the day. And I just feel like that's just, it's sad. Like, although you have the whole workplace politics where, okay, like, talk like you know talking when you Mm. go get a cup of tea and all of that shit but at the same time at least it's like okay you see how the other people are working you you know that they're slacking so Mm. when you're slacking you don't have to feel bad about it you can feel Mm. reassured whereas i feel like in that place place they're probably overworking and not Mm. getting paid enough for it do you know what i mean i'm like i'm actually trying to i'm trying to work smart not hard i'm not going to lie to you like (laughs) my my manager is always coming to me and just being like 
Alex, you need to tell me if you've got too many projects on. Don't worry. Actually, I just want you to focus on these two projects. You don't need to be mm. focusing on more. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, okay. And I'm still working to get my pay rise, guys. Like, mm. come on, let's just work smart. Let's work. Let's do like the minimal ma- amount of work that's going to give higher impact. That it just yeah. seems like, you know, and look, I'm here for it. Even like, so there's um, a girl I follow called The Tech Corner on, in- on Instagram. Mm. She gives all these tips. And one of her recent videos, she said, she said about how she got her promotion and how she got like a 10K pay rise or whatever. She works mm. at Microsoft. And she's just like, look, I'm focusing on the work where where it's going to leave a higher impact mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a high a high work amount it's not necessarily mm-hmm. putting in loads of effort to do but it's going to have a higher impact because it might be helping my manager it's helping the company and it's doing mm-hmm. this rather than focusing on these on so many projects and trying to put all your effort into doing these hard projects, which actually maybe that's not what the, what the company is focused on right now. So, the, yeah, so like yeah. you're not going to see reap the benefits of that. And literally I'm just taking every bit of advice as I can, because I'm trying to climb up this ladder as quickly as possible and get to my fucking money. <laughs> like, and that's it. That's true. <laughs> I think with the other part of it though, the, the first tweet um Mm -hmm. about how like mental health and anxieties and stuff like that and how working from home helps i agree with that um i think the biggest impact for me there is the fact that like the timing and this is something i think i spoke about in our one of our hair episodes where i think i mentioned that there wasn't such a rush before before africa was colonized and capitalism was forced on africa there wasn't Mm -hmm. um the rush and the time, the timings that we kind of have now. So it wasn't like you have to work these hours and you have to do this and you have to do that. And mm-hmm. um, you're, you, it was less robotic. So yeah. I, I think like, and th- that kind of links to hair. Are you talking because, about like pre-industrial revolution times, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it basically links, it, it links to hair because we could spend all the time in the world doing our hair. Our hair was mm. a, a spiritual experience. It was a yeah. leisurely experience. It wasn't a chore. Whereas now in this world, especially living in a city, a fast paced city, doing your hair, it's like, hurry up, hurry up. I need to get my hair done. It's not an yeah. enjoyable experience for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And and like, that's, that's something that makes such a difference now because I'm finding that my hair care, my skincare, I have so much time that in the morning I can actually sit. I'm not rushing, rushing to get a train. I can sit, and actually take care of myself a bit more and like think about my hair and not rush through getting my hair done. Um, and some days I can leave my hair. Like I don't have to like force a brush through it. I can actually, and I can leave it or I can leave it in a protective style and not have to worry about looking unprofessional. I guess this is where the patriarchy also comes into it because it's like, if you want to do well in your job, then you've got, a, not always, but it helps to look good. So like making yeah. sure I look good for work is another thing, like planning my outfits, maybe mm-hmm. putting on makeup. And now I don't really have that much pressure. Um, even though people see me in Teams meetings and stuff, I make sure that if it doesn't matter what you're done wearing. my hair, yeah, like, it's yeah, like, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing, but you can like put the blur filter on the background. So like, mm. it, you, you, you know, like there's just less judgment there, I think. Whereas in real life, if I turn up and I was wearing a tracksuit and my hair's just tied back in a bun and mm, I have no so makeup on, it's different to Teams. Yeah. yeah. So that, it, that I feel like makes such a difference. Like let it kind of... I guess it lessens my anxieties because I'm not thinking mm-hmm. and it lessens 
yeah, anxiety is around the train. Anxiety is around rushing because I don't yeah. like trains. I get, I get um, anxious on public transport when it's too busy. I get sweaty. Mm. Like, I, I just don't like it. So yeah, yeah working from home you, helps a lot. Do you find though, like with working from home, do you find sometimes that like you're not take it? Like, do you feel like, I've because I've been feeling like how... I might be feeling low sometimes because because of the whole with working from home, I'm not getting dressed. I'm always in a hoodie. My hair's always in just an Afro puff mm. because I don't need to do my hair properly. And do you feel like that some do you feel like that can sometimes have a negative impact on your mood? Cause that I feel like I'm finding that and as well, and I find myself always inside. Um and then the days yeah. I do go into the office because it's like, oh, I can get dressed oh mm. I can do my hair oh I can I can wear my nice my nice glasses <laughs> like, I'm wearing, I I'm wearing the mean. gold framed glasses where I'm wearing the the plastic framed glasses yeah at home and and just and wear gold earrings and it matches my glasses and it just looks I like it's is a look it's cute and I feel like that sometimes uplifts uplifts my mood and um do you feel like maybe working from home could also be adding to this anxiety yeah definitely well when when we were in lockdown i hated it because i just felt so claustrophobic and you know when you feel like like i feel like right now i don't want to say it because people will be like no you're not but i feel like in some ways no, i am in my prime like i'm in my prime what, <laughs> what, what do you mean people will say no you're not well, some people do no, like, like when I say this to some friends they're like oh don't say that but like I feel like I'm in my prime what, what do you mean as in okay sorry physically, please explain what what do you mean in your prime physically I'm in my prime as well, in yeah but like and every year you're going to elevate but you'll still be in your prime that time you're living it so if we see I it guess. that way but, but yeah, like I yeah, understand what that. you're saying you're just saying right now you're young you're fit you're healthy you look good yeah I want to go understand out what you're and saying. you know like if, yeah. if I'm gonna but like, like you're, but experience your prime, it your prime will probably last a few years. Like you're not saying yeah, that you're gonna yeah. you're gonna age tomorrow and you're gonna go but downhill next year. But I, just living, so I get what you're saying. It's just living indoors. Like when you you're indoors, days and days and days. Yes, and it's at like, this young oh, age, like, when I, we should be having yeah. fun, getting rid of this sexual frustration and shit. <laughs> Literally, and on the week, <laughs> like I'd be, be doing that in the office anyway. <laughs> Ew. No, I definitely no. won't be doing that in the office. We're not about oh, it in no. the office. <laughs> but even um, like on the weekends, when I when I do my makeup, finally, after a week of wearing no makeup, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I've still got it. I thought I lost it, but I've still got it. And I feel oh. like I need, I need to like, at least put in a bit of effort in the week a little bit more because sometimes I look at myself I'm like you're tired like you look tired yeah. and it's not because I've got no makeup on it's just because I'm being lazy it's like I've mm -hmm. obviously cleaned my skin I've washed my clothes are clean but like when I've, I've not put earrings in or when I haven't like I don't know done something a bit special like maybe yeah make just made myself those little tweaks that make yourself look a little bit better yeah, um, I get you. When I haven't done that, I just think uh, a few days of looking a certain way, I'm like, ugh, I could be doing more with my stunning looks. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. But to be honest, like, I don't like wasting looks to be inside, though. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, the outside world won't even see this look. So, 
yeah <laughs> like own, but then only... don't it inspire you to go on a walk or like a few more walks get out a little bit more go to the shop no because I don't want to dress up to go for a walk I want to be in my in my sporty I want to feel mm. like I'm active I want to feel like I'm a sporty <laughs> girl when I go for my walks and sporty girls don't wear makeup sporty girls don't <laughs> care about their appearance because they're tomboys no I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> but yeah I like when because when I go for my walks and I'm wearing walking boots and stuff like that like I just want to feel sporty and like look I'm of nature mm. I'm of you know yeah active yeah. active yeah. shit um but yeah I feel like it is an interesting debate and I feel like it's just interesting to actually note that that there's a lot of black people who are feeling more comfortable being at home than being in a workplace. And I feel like that just goes to, I think that goes to workplace politics. I think that goes to kind of being in an environment where you're around majority white people and most Mm. of your time and your life, you're around these people because, Mm -hmm. you know, we work more than than we have pleasure. Um, And I feel like that that is definitely a statement. That is definitely something to consider. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Because like, yeah. (laughs) And I think it just makes sense that actually on top of this social anxiety, maybe there is anxiety just just being the only black person in a work in a workspace that 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 is another anxiety that is on top of that social anxiety like we can't we can't just put it down to social anxiety because maybe these black people are fine in social settings where they choose Mm. to be Mm -hmm. but when it comes to work there's some kind of anxiety it's more of a workplace anxiety more of a being surrounded by white people for most of your life anxiety Mm. more so um yeah and i think that i know i think it's definitely a valid consideration yeah same yeah and i get why some people don't put on their cameras but at the same time Make it known that you're in that room. <laughs> yes, like, come on, black people, we need to be elevating. We need to be moving up. People of color as well. Because what I've been finding, like, kind of with my workspaces, it seems like it's mainly people of color who won't have their cameras on. Yeah, same. Or, or kind of high up people won't have their cameras yeah. on. But then it's like they're high up. They're busy doing whatever the fuck it is. This meeting, mm. this is a small meeting to them. But with them people in the room, it's a big meeting for us. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, let these people know, know your face. Let them hear you talk about the work that you have been doing yeah. and you have been Put participating. Literally <laughs> just get your face out there. Because like, I'm even just talking from just the experience I've had. Like I've only been in my job for six months now. Mm. And what I've been working on is actually so big and I didn't realize it, but it's so big. And somehow I am an an authority <laughs> on what I'm working on. People have been coming to me, sending me Slack messages, stuff like that about this piece of work. And it's just like, and, and I have the answers and stuff, but for me as a junior level member of staff and I'm mm. and I'm taking authority on this, like 
and people know my face people know it's me and I'm putting my face all over it as well guys mm. like I can't I'm not really I'm not really telling you what it is but like my face is all over it <laughs> already <laughs> saying all of the kind of like walkthroughs and stuff they're gonna see my face all over there because I've just put my actual pictures and videos on there like, <laughs> um and so it just even in that sense it's crazy but I'm just being like look I'm I'm that bitch yeah and you'll remember my face <laughs> that kind of thing um good but yeah so guys like just just try and put yourself out there like if you're like well if you're going down the route just to make sure that you're getting known and heard in these rooms so you can progress go ahead if you're down the route of more like just hopping around to different companies every year fair enough like that's, mm. that's another way to just progress um yeah. however i feel like it, it comes to a time when you your face needs to be known to your work and your face needs to be mm-hmm. known as part of your brand um so and there'll probably be more chance that you could move higher in that sense yeah yeah once people know who you are and know that you're a helpful person or a, a person that seems interested in work then and they're gonna the authority you. and knows what they're doing they're yeah, gonna come exactly. to you and like it's easier to have a face to that. Like if your face is that is that black face of that person who was talking, not good. At least they're, they're going to remember mm. you. They will all Do you know remember what I mean? you. They will remember you. Just like like the head of marketing, he, he knows my face. He remembers me, mm. you know, and just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, and that's not my manager. That's my manager's manager. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. they know who I am. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, just like have your have your faces in these fucking rooms. Mm. We want your faces there. But yeah. <laughs> um anyway, okay, final topic. So, um <laughs> it was shown that there has been major breakthroughs with the male contraceptive pill, which is 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Finally. Yeah, this has been going on. And so these have been like trials of a male contraceptive Mm -hmm. pill, which has been trialed on mice at the moment. And it is, uh, and it's 99% effective in preventing pregnancy in mice. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically I'm getting this from the Lad Bible on um, Instagram, because this was actually quite, um, it was quite informative. They gave me all the information in the in the comments. Yeah. So it says, uh, the breakthrough in findings which were presented at the spring uh, meeting of the American S- Chemical Society today resulted from animal testing of the non-hormonal pill. Keep that mm. in mind, guys. Um, in addition to being effective on the mice, there were no reported side effects, an issue that has been raised in previous attempts to develop contraceptive contraception for males up until now the only options for birth control available to men have been male condoms and and vasectomy presenting the findings of this new compound which is non-hormonal dr abdullah al norman said the said at the meeting scientists have been trying for decades to develop an effective male oral contraceptive but there are still no approved pills on the market then this is a quotation we want to develop a non-hormonal male contraceptive to avoid these side effects. Hmm. So how is theirs non-hormonal then? But ours is hella hormonal. So basically, so this is so this is what I'm gonna address right now. <laughs> 
so um, these scientists who have made these major breakthroughs had to develop a non-hormonal pill. Fantastic, amazing. However, where was the vim to try and make a non-hormonal pill for women? Like, so this is a thing. Um, women, it seems that women have always just been just like, expected to go through side effects expected to just be pumped up with hormones Mm. and all of this and because it's apparently pregnancy is a woman's problem um which you know society has backed as there is not much um there is never much uh, responsibility on men when it comes to Mm. wanting um taking care of their children if they don't want to all of that um so i just find it very interesting just how much vim these scientists are going through because these men didn't want to experience a few headaches didn't want to experience a bit of bloating didn't want to experience a bit of weight gain um, because potential those... cancer like that's what women have to deal with like increased exactly. chance of breast cancer and so basically other like things most of when it came to like with male contraceptive pills when they've mm. been doing them Though, like the side effects were literally the same as what women, what the side effects are for for mm. the the female contraceptive pill, and literally from that men were like, no, no, never, could never be me. I would never take that. There's no way. However, women are just expected to, like, how mm. fucking disgusting. Like the only kind of non hormonal, um, non hormonal type of method of contraception at the moment is the copper coil yeah, IUD. That's what I yeah. That that is the only one. And um, condoms. And obviously condoms. Um yeah, and I just feel like I just feel like this discussion just I just feel like this discussion is hilarious with the fact that Mm -hmm. like oh yeah they've got so close to make to now develop a non-hormonal pill and the only reason they got close is because they're doing it for men for women (laughs) they don't care it's like every invention that's for women like doesn't hold women kind of in mind and like the actual care for women in mind same with kind of like the invention of tampons tampons were invented by a man same with the invention of high Mm -hmm. heels high heels were invented by men um like all of these things I know that but I know that historically high heels were first worn by men but Mm. yeah anyway so I just yeah and it's just mad like and because basically when the shade borough posted this the comments on the shade borough (laughs) were pretty were were just pretty like ignorant (laughs) When are they not? Very annoying. Like, so there's one person who commented, so men are mice are now synonymous. Interesting. I'm just like, what the fuck? Everything needs to be tested on animals before human consumption. Um, I saw one about COVID. Someone was like, oh, so they're, instead of injecting us, they're now giving us pills and saying that they're contraceptive pills. I just thought, fuck What is in your paracetamol, babe? What is in your chicken nuggets? Your chicken nuggets from McDonald's that don't rot. Like, have you seen those videos? No, they don't rot. Like McDonald's food, like they kept McDonald's food like in like Mm. a a case for 13 years and there was no rotting, even on the bread. 13 years. Yeah, even the bread didn't rot. Fuck. Um, oh my god there was one there was one guy who said imagine a woman asking are you on the pill 
lol. Which I'm just like, yeah, it's I feel not like it's like, so very misogynistic. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, this whole like idea. They've gendered a, a medication. <laughs> yes, because the whole idea of like, of men, and as well, the whole thing of men asking women to be, are they on the pill? Like for the chance of going bareback, I feel like mm. that is that is also like quite a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. There was some some someone said, "Ladies, make sure you watch him take it." <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and then someone said, "No, I'm allergic. Like I'm done <laughs> from that from that one. I'm done because it's just like the way how like." scientists will do everything to create something for men and to create something that is like fantastic and will work and will work better no side effects and everything they'll do everything for men but men won't take it because of this whole just because of this whole idea of like them being a man and asserting yeah, it's just like a taboo like a stigma yeah. thing that they've placed on themselves and women like some women might also be upholding that by making jokes but it's exactly. still the men mostly that are like it's, no it's we don't men. want to take it yeah and it's just like this is <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing just take the damn pill i'm sorry Idiot, like with no hormones I'd, I'd sign up straight away literally but like i don't know if i can come and like the thing is though i've been on my pill for so long i don't even know if i can come off it because oh my god one time i tried to come off it i had the worst period pain i had two periods in a month the worst pains i was dizzy i was bleeding Mm. so heavy i've never bled that heavy before and like and i had to go home from work because i just felt physically sick and I don't think I can come off the pill now. After that, I was just like, fuck it. Let me just carry on taking it. I might not be having sex at the moment, but no, I'm not dealing with that with that period, with the side mm. effects of me trying to withdraw it from my system. There is no way. There is no I way. I haven't been on the pill since I was like 17. And like, it's because I had bad side effects. I, and I just thought mm-hmm. I'm not trying, I'm not testing out all these different pills. And As I in bad periods, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh no no it no! What did you I say? You had bad side effects on a on a pill, or you had bad periods what? that you were on the pill. Well, I had bad side effects on a pill, as in I, it wasn't okay. like my periods that were bad. It was like it just fucked me up. Like just my libido effects, was low. Yeah. I was just so sad. Like it was horrible. Um, so I just thought I, I don't really want to test out other other pills in case mm-hmm. the same thing happens. And when when there's all these chances of this and that and all the side effects, I just thought. I'll just stick to like other other forms of contraception. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think in that case though, it would have been maybe it would have been a good idea just to test out a different type of pill just to see if it would work. I I do I do believe in like I do believe in trying out different things because it might just be that one that just wasn't um, for you, and because also also all these side effects as well. It doesn't tell you the percentage of the percentages of women that actually get all of these side effects and yeah, what are even, the variables of them. That's not me saying, oh yes, everyone should take it. That's just me saying just as an idea, just as in like say say if you were to look for contraception, just not to put people off completely. Um, if if the combined pill is is the better um choice for you, 
Um, I wouldn't be put off trying different ones just in case to see how it goes. There's no harm in trying them. But um, obviously, if all of them are like the side effects, just like are they are messing up with your mental with like every single one you've tried, like definitely like, no, it's no, it's no harm in deciding that it's not for you as well. Is there not harm in trying? Because like surely like when it says there's an increased chance of you getting cancer, that that is- Yeah, but every single, if you look at every single medication, it says there's a chance of cancer, every single medication. Medication? Yes, every single, every single medication that is out there, there is a chance, there's an increased chance that you can have cancer. There is on every single medication. I'm not anti-medication, obviously, but I I rarely take medication and I wouldn't want to be, like for me personally, I wouldn't want to be taking something every day that could- increase the chance of me getting cancer just like kind of yeah but like i guess because i'm vegan as well i'm quite i'm quite like this with my body just generally like i get i get funny about things of course but what what i'm trying to say is with with saying about every single medication has that every single medication has to actually say that just because of just because of how cancer can can form and like when they've had trials Mm. okay maybe one person out of this trial developed cancer at a later date it probably wasn't from that medication but they have to disclose it yeah. may cause xyz but it's not that's not as a, but that's not to say oh yeah this definitely causes cancer no every single medication they have to disclaim that because they could have done the trials one person in that whole trial might have developed cancer mm. later on and um so that's like so that's why i say every single medication says that not in a sense of oh you taking it every day make 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 it cause cancer no but as mm-hmm. in to say as in more of a reassurance that every single medication they actually have to put that on there yeah um yeah. because it's same like for example neurofen i can give you horror stories about neurofen oh, neurofen a lot that. of people a lot of people take neurofen and take it for any little pain anything and neurofen is is um the drug that's in neurofen actually puts a lot of people in hospital a lot of the time I've had two cousins that it's actually happened to and um, they've had to and having problems with their bowels etc from oh from oh, from from Nurofen and it is like one cousin it was it was more serious with another cousin it wasn't as serious and then like it just had to come down like okay let's just not take Nurofen all the time mm. for everything um, but yeah like you know like and that is like a common a common um a common drug that a lot that a lot of people just are go to do you know mm-hmm. but i um but yeah i like i don't want to put out kind of fear against trying different different methods of contraception because i feel like um for a lot of women if like if they feel more comfortable to being able to take full ownership of being able to say, actually, I know I don't want to have children. Let me kind of double up on different types of methods of contraception as well as using condoms because condoms is the only thing that's going to protect you against STIs. And that's male condoms because female condoms, there isn't like, there's still Mm -hmm. insertion or whatever. It's not going to fully protect you. Um, Yeah, like that's the only reason why I say, don't be put off from trying different pills. Like mm. that's not going to give you cancer. I promise. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not 
no comment. <laughs> I just, I it's, just not, it's not going I to just... give you cancer. Like you don't, if you don't want to try other pills, that is, that is completely fine. Like that is okay. Like that's your choice. You don't, you didn't want, you didn't like some of the side effects that you had. You were worried about trying other ones and getting even more side effects, different side effects or, and et cetera, which like that, that is also fine for your choice to be like, I don't want to try anymore mm. I'm going to stick with these methods of contraception and I think that's completely fine um but I just don't want people to feel put off from the fact like oh I could I could get lots of side effects when actually a different pill actually might not give you those side effects basically yeah, yeah I get what you're saying yeah um but yeah, I just find it hilarious that um, scientists can go and create a non-hormonal pill for men because men are such babies and assholes and they don't want to take responsibility for the children that they're bearing. And <laughs> whereas women just have to make do with all the hormonal choices. Um, so like, where are the developments of non-hormonal pills for women? Where are the developments of more non-hormonal methods of contraception for women? Why is it that women just have to make do with what we have especially in a um in a space where we've like contraception and sexual health like has not improved in what what was it it was like 60 years like there's been no kind of advancement in sexual health i've i've re i've researched it before i wrote a blog on the a blog post on this before <laughs> how like sexual um like sexual product, sexual wellness products for women and also like period products for women have not actually advanced in like 70 years plus or something really? like that. Yeah, like because oh, well, like now, they're not. Yeah, like this is like, this was modern. Different tampons. Yeah, but like tam tampons was invented how long ago? That was like one of the most, um, that the, the invention of the tampon was one of the most, is one of the most recent with um but cups cups like have been the, around cups have been around since the 1800s what about the knickers the period knickers yeah but it's just it's that's just like a, just another level of technology just on from the but isn't um, that an advance well not necessarily because it's just it's just another level of technology but they've just put it in knickers it's not it's not about it's mm. not like it's not kind of like completely new like whereas when when the tampon came out completely new shoving some cotton up your vagina do you know what i mean mm -hmm. whereas like putting something in your pants to soak up the blood has always kind of been there mm -hmm. um but um yeah in that sense and then even when we talk about menstrual cups menstrual cups have been around longer than tampons have been That's but they just weren't readily known about and they weren't readily used either mm. um all the time but yeah like um, but if, but then this is the thing. This is but this just kind of comes back down to a patriarchal society where the problems of women doesn't matter, and um, and as well, I also believe that this whole idea with women being able to be in childbearers stuff like that is just another way to try and keep women down because okay, they have to stay in the home and raise these children that these men are bearing them but these men don't have to look after if they don't want to it's just it's just mm. another it was just it's just another mechanic to keep women down kind of thing yeah yeah it'd be interesting like if men started to use the pill i feel like it would be like such an advancement because mm -hmm. it'll improve like uh, like when when people fall pregnant and they want to keep the child but the dad doesn't actually want to keep it this will kind of give men 
the option. Like if if you're gonna sleep around, at least you can do it safely and not be exactly. an idiot while doing it. <laughs> exactly. But do you also think it will cause kind of more some some kind of kind of arguments and stuff? Like say if men were taking the pill but they maybe they didn't take it correctly. However, I did hear that with the male contraception um, they wouldn't have to be taking pills every day. I think it's not, you don't oh have to gosh. do it as frequently. Um, that was something that I read a while ago though. So I'm mm. not sure if it's the same one. Um, but yeah, like say if it was similar to how the combined pill works. Um, yeah, I heard that they'll just have to take a pill before they have sex. Um, oh God, that is that, amazing. Yeah. That so is that, so good. Yeah, that was something I read a while ago. Anyway, but, but then if it what was- does sim- it stop? Does it stop? ejaculation or does it just it doesn't kill? it doesn't stop ejac- ejaculation it just kills what what sperm cells are there mm. and obviously not all your sperm cells but it kills what's there um mm. but then yeah i just feel like say if it's like if it was similar to the combined pill say if you miss a pill and stuff like that and men would still be able to put that blame on women and try and deny that that's their children because they're like well i'm on the pill so blah 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 Mm. Um, you know, like men can't handle that level of responsibility because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they're just like, yeah, and they'll, they'll still deny it regardless and be like, I'm on the, mm. I'm on the fucking pill these times, these times they missed a day or they ain't been taking it on the same hour every single day. Like, I don't take mine on the same hour every day, but anyway, <laughs> I've been taking this for so long though, so it's just, it's just all up, all up and down my system. But um, yeah, but. <laughs> I think I think that would also be an interesting conversation. However, I don't think it would be the same as a combined pill because it's non-hormonal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I yeah, and I think I did read that before where it would just be you. They just have to take the pill like a few hours before they're going to have sex, kind of thing. And even then, they'll fuck it up. So <laughs> even then, they'll find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, they will. They will. But anyway, like, not the pill won't be fucked up. Just the men taking it will. They will fuck it up. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I think that's it for us today. Like, what are you injecting this week? Before I forget that we have to inject something. Um, mine is just like I've been noticing recently. I'm I'm actually the shit, and I, I like reminding myself that I'm the shit. I I, literally when I went to these job interviews I had it noted down on on the page for my notes I had it written down I'm the shit and then you reminded (laughs) me of it last night when I was having a little dilemma so I I like reminding myself of that and like people are lucky to have you around that's something that I like to remind myself you're a good person um and yeah that's that's kind of me this week what about you um I oh I had I had something this morning but I think I think what mine is gonna be I don't know if this is what I wanted to say this morning because I think it it changed but I'm going back to my old one Mm. um yeah mine is like keep space for yourself don't forget to to have some space for yourself time for yourself and actually put effort into you because I feel like we go into spaces where we keep 
putting in effort for other people and mm. trying to please other people and just trying to be that perfect person for other people. But mm. what about being the perfect person for yourself? It keeps an energy that you're always constantly pouring into these people, keep some energy for you and pour it back into yourself yes. and your well-being and your mental mental well-being also. Yeah. That's, That's good. I really like that. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. I quite enjoyed this one actually. Um, mm. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, don't forget us to don't forget to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Also, um, use the hashtag Injected Podcast if there's anything you agree with, disagree with. Um, do you think that men men can can be trusted with taking a male contraception pill a male contraceptive pill like just let us know because you know debatable um <laughs> uh yeah and you can find us at injected underscore pod on instagram and on twitter and on tiktok and on whatever else you want to try find us on and yeah i am alexandra you can find me at alxndr underscore nic on instagram and I'm Deanna and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Go and follow us. Yes. And thank you guys for joining us. And we hope that you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week and a lovely weekend also. And yeah, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.